What is sensuality? It's defined as enjoyment, expression, or pursuit of physical pleasure and sexual pleasure. When wellness and a meaningful life are the topics of discussion, they seldom include sensuality. This can be contributed to a long-held societal definition that women are receivers and passive participants in sexual and sensual experiences. The female anatomy itself is built to receive, which is why it's been believed and suggested that women can't feel pleasure alone. It's been believed that women need a partner to experience sexual or sensual pleasure. But thank God for evolution. There are still so many women, though, who haven't explored their sensuality. There are many reasons, most of them rooted in beliefs that limit women from being open to discovering and exploring themselves to know what sensual pleasures they like. Today, we're going to discuss sensuality and feminine energy with Amina Joy Link. Maintaining a happy and healthy relationship takes work, even if that relationship is with yourself. There's work required to attain and maintain a meaningful life. Anything worth having is worth fighting for, and our relationships are certainly worth the fight. I use my personal struggles to help inspire my coaching and mentoring practice because I know what it feels like to be unhappy with yourself and in your relationship. I mentor singles on how to attract and find love and married women who are struggling to rekindle the passion and romance in their relationship by offering support and tools to transform their love story. When unhappiness has overwhelmed you, how do you transform your mindset. When a disagreement in your relationship gets you off balance, how do you get back on track? Let's talk about it. Welcome to Your Day and Beyond podcast, episode 16. I'm your host, dating and relationship coach, Shawnette Ahiabi. Welcome, Amira. Amira, I am so happy to have you here. Guys, Amira has been serving women for seven years, and her programs have included helping women transform their concepts about the human body, feminine energy, and sensuality. Amira, tell us about what programs or projects you're currently working on. Hey, Shonette. Thank you so much for having me on. It's a pleasure to be here. (laughs) currently i have two programs on one is a six weeks program that's about reowning your sensuality it's called uncover your inner inner power and become the magic you are and in this six-week program we talk about all the blocks women can have to really unleash the the powerful um body image they have around themselves and really trust in their body and let go of any shame or anything that holds them back to really be the queen and beauty that they are we also talk about boundaries inner and outer boundaries and it is a group program for six weeks Another thing that I have going on right now is my regular women's circle, which is a bi-weekly circle where I invite women to truly connect to their body. It's a space where they can feel safe and held. And we have lots of beautiful practices to connect to your sensuality, to also like it's a, a very spiritual place to really come home, feel safe and feel the connection to all the women around the globe joining every uh, uh, other week. And that's awesome to hear because so many women have been, for whatever reason, have beliefs centered around being sensual or their sexuality and feel shameful. So this is excellent that you have this support system that helps women kind of come out of that shell and realize that they can be sensual and sexual beings. What compelled you to become a coach to help women transform from being non-sensual and non-sexual to being more sensual and more sexual? Well, 
like like you said in the beginning i've been working in the coaching industry for more than seven years by now and in the beginning i just knew that i wanted to really support women because i'm a big advocate of women stepping into their power and really owning you know all the beauty they have the power they have to speak up and to not play small in a society where still men are more celebrated and and honored than women but the more i was in the zone with women i realized that there's a big disconnection to our bodies that there's a lot of sadness and also in some ways women still feel treated very unjust when it comes to how they're being treated around their body how they're being perceived and so i started to dig deeper and help women allow these emotions to to come out and to let go and to really go through all the different layers of shame of unworthiness of not feeling like they belong so that finally more and more women you know own their body and know their worth and really go out there and and don't pretend to be someone they're not like it's in some ways you know because like I think we're going to go deeper into the topic of sensuality as I assume (laughs) But like, I just feel that so many of us are just feeling like we need to be in a certain box when it comes to the sensuality and sexuality. And so in my work, it's all about letting go of that box because there's no such a thing. I like to hear that because I think in general, people are being placed in a box. You know, you're either a mom, you're a wife, Mm. Um, you know, there's so many labels that kind of want to peg you as something or just this one thing. And we're multifaceted. We're not just one thing. Exactly. you how do you help women in their journey as i said initially we really look at what are the you know like if you would come to me i would look with you at with you at what are your beliefs around your body what are your beliefs around your sensuality what do you do you believe is possible for you like a lot of the times in the sessions i give when we talk about sensuality it's very interesting how women have a very small even expectation around what's possible for them you know there is a longing in their heart but they they still because they've experienced so much harm or ungood stuff with how they're being treated they have an expectation like that and what I want to really uncover and help them see is the potential so it's that journey of really looking at what do you believe is possible how do you connect to your body what do you do on a day-to-day basis yourself to treat your body well you know how do you like so many of us and Actually, it's not only women. We are just dragging our bodies along, right? <laughs> like, <laughs> right. And not actually giving our bodies what they need because exactly. we have listen to our bodies. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. How can, how can listeners connect with you? Can Give us some handles and some locations on how they can connect with you. So right now, the best way to connect and really also message me if you're interested to be part of the women's circles or any other movement or program I've going on is on Instagram. So you go Instagram slash Amira Joy link. It's A-M-I ra and then joy link then there's a facebook page which is facebook.com slash soul inspired woman and then there is my website which is soul inspired woman.com soon to be women on okay. the rise now.org okay so we have amira joy link on instagram and on Facebook, it's Soul Inspired Woman. Soul Inspired Woman. And also for the website, can you give us the website again? It's soulinspiredwoman.com and very soon to be womenontherisenow.org. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you for giving us that connection information. Well, I can't wait to jump into today's topic. So let's begin with a prayer and then let's open up the discussion, guys. I want to hear all about this because, Amira, I know you're going to shed some light on the topics of sensuality and feminine energy. And I cannot wait to hear what you're going to bring to us today. So let's just start. Heavenly Father, we thank you today. We give you the glory and the honor and we praise you for breathing life into us today, God. Thank you for opening up our ears and our hearts today. Thank you for Amira being here to help women to further lift off 
all of the boundaries, whether they're placed there, imaginary boundaries that have been placed on us, psychological boundaries that have been placed on us, to be free to really um, express who we are from a sensual standpoint and from a feminine standpoint and not hang on to baggage or old societal beliefs that have made us feel ashamed or like we can't or even know how to connect with ourselves because knowing ourselves is knowing you. You created us and it is up to us to know every part of us, to know what what we like, what we don't like and communicate those things to other people so that we're not being treated unworthy or less than we are. And we thank you for the courage for Amira to speak up for women and to help connect women to their sensuality and to their feminine power. We thank you for all of the blessings that you have uh, rained down on us and we give you all the glory and praise in the name of of Jesus. Amen. What Amira. a beautiful prayer. Amen. Thank you. <laughs> Let's go into the first topic, which is what is feminine energy and how does it impact sensuality? Yeah. So first of all, when we talk about feminine energy, I think it's really important to know that every single being on this planet has feminine energy in them. <laughs> it's not just a certain group of people that have feminine energy, but every single one of us, including, you know, animals and plants, everything has like feminine energy. And we have feminine and masculine energy on this planet. So some of us have a lot more feminine energy and others have a lot more masculine energy. The thing why I love about why I love talking about feminine energy is that that is the energy which has been suppressed the most in our current society. So what is really promoted and what's being shown and what is also the more, you know, go-getter energy, the, the energy you see on social media, the energy you see on the outside very much, that's the masculine energy. But what are we doing with that sensitive, receptive part, as you said so beautifully in the beginning of the podcast, as it it's, it's, it's a much more, for me, it's a much more softer and subtle energy than masculine is. It's an energy that needs to be witnessed in some way to really, really awaken and expand and glow. Whereas the masculine is more um, the very active energy. The feminine needs to be witnessed. The feminine needs a safe space. The feminine has a lot more vulnerability to it. And again, I'm saying this is in every human being. Everyone has this part. It's not that women are more sensitive than men or any like that. It's only about the feminine energy that I'm talking right now. And what I really liked also what you said in the beginning, Shonette, is that like when the feminine energy, when we go more towards sensuality, sexuality, even though I say it needs to be witnessed, it doesn't need another human being to be witnessed. Just wanted to make that point here as well. Awesome. Because so many women believe they need a partner. Exactly. And that is not um, exactly true. And I like what you said about the feminine energy not being something that is just specific to women. It's, you know, like you said, everything has feminine energy and it's a balance between feminine and masculine energy. And the reason why it's called feminine energy, because it's the more softer energy, the more, the right. more softer side of something, the, the, the male or the male energy in and of itself is maybe that alpha male kind of energy, yeah. that protector, that go the hunter, that exactly hunter, that kind of thing. So it's yeah. not specific to a gender per se, but yeah. more so an act or some things that we do or how we move in different energies. So both men and women can have uh, feminine and masculine energy. And I think a great way to look at it is having a balance being able exactly. to balance both. Exactly. And also I want to add that each man and women can have struggle with their feminine or masculine energy. I think yeah, that's such a crucial point to be made because that's where a lot of misunderstanding often comes in, especially when we talk about women's work and women's circles and stuff like that. Yeah. Can you give me an example of someone having more of one type of energy? Say, for instance, a woman having more masculine energy. What does that look like? What does that mean? Again, I want to start saying that there's not just one way, like we said in the beginning with putting things in a box, like a woman that has more masculine energy doesn't 
you know, not all women with more masculine energy look the same way or like behave the same way. But generally speaking, it's just someone I would say that has naturally more analytical energy, more very structured energy, more is someone that's easily finishing up tasks that's easily speaking in public that's easily you know very goal oriented as a masculine uh, trait or quality there's so many traits that when you like pile them up and you see there's more of them that come natural to a woman then i would say it's a woman with more masculine energy whereas a woman with a greater amount of feminine energy might be a lot more withdrawn a mm -hmm. lot more and i'm saying might because there's so many ways for it to come up but she she might be someone who's more in the background she might be someone who is feeling more comfortable when she's with friends and socializing and and just not so much in the public eye but these are just examples like right it's just yeah. not one one size fits all it's exactly it can be a variation and so it's important for people to recognize if they have more feminine energy or more masculine energy because that helps them like you just talked about someone that may be more structured that may be more analytical that could even impact what type of job you may want to choose because you may absolutely yes in mathematics or science that's a great point yeah for yeah. sure, for sure. So, so it's an energy. It's not necessarily a gender role. It's an energy. Is sensuality the same as sexuality? No, <laughs> for sure not. <laughs> and it gets misconceived so often. I was just saying, just talking about the word sensuality makes some people so uncomfortable. And <laughs> it's because also, because all they connect with it is sexuality. Right. When in, in truth, you know, look at the word sensuality. Where does it come from? The Or I don't know if it's the Greek or the Latin root, but the root is senses. So Exactly. Um, so look at that. <laughs> yeah, there you go. And they are, you know, they are what connects us to the body. They are what make us a human being. Like they are what make us feel the body, like I said before. So if we look at the one like hearing, smelling, taste. Touch. Help me out. <laughs> What's the fifth one? Yeah. Taste, smell, touch, sight, and hearing. Exactly. Sight. So when I talk about sensuality, it's about using those senses more consciously. So okay. as a woman, like as someone with a feminine energy, like more feminine energy again, or someone who wants to develop the feminine energy. It's for me, it's crucial to in your day practice using those senses very consciously, like what kind of noises and music do you want to listen to that make you feel good in your body? What do you want to look at? How can you decorate your home, your, your rooms, your bedroom, whatever it is, use this sense and, and create something around you that makes you feel good in the sense of seeing what kind of touch, you know, what kind of oil, what kind of body cream, what kind of essential oils for your, for your nose and the sense of, of smell, you know, there's so many ways to use it. And that is what makes you essential human being. And we all are, by the way, like we cannot be not sensual. <laughs> I like that definition because to me, it's more about pleasure, you know, discovering what you like, what um, scents you like. Like I like to smell cookies baking and another smell that I love is fresh strawberries. I love mm, the smell. And we're getting into the season. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they I just the opened smell. the sale today. <laughs> yeah, I, I love the way they smell. And when grass is fresh cut, mowed, yes. when your lawn oh, is yes. mowed, I yes. love that smell. I just, oh, there you go. And what about the smell about babies? The smell mm. of a newborn. So all of these, these, or the smells, smell of your husband, your <laughs> lover, your significant <laughs> other, your bones, those yeah. things, all of that. What roadblocks 
What roadblocks do you see when working with women? What roadblocks do you see for feminine energy, for um, sensuality? How are women staying stuck in roles that they don't understand or in being put in a box and not being ashamed of sensuality or experiencing or allowing themselves to experience it? What roadblocks have you encountered with the women that you've worked with and how have have they overcome them? That's such a beautiful question. First of all, as you point that question, I'm getting that image also of, do you know the story of like the elephant who has been chained for years and years and years? And then yeah. the chain has been cut off, but the elephant still doesn't move because it's never known what it is, what it feels like if he would be free. Exactly. So psychologically, yeah. he's yeah. Uh, free. He's actually literally free, but psychologically, he's not free. He is still chained. Exactly. Because his mind, his mental image has no idea of what it would be like to be free. Like, right. He doesn't even try to move his feet. <laughs> Because <laughs> he believes so, that chain is still there. Exactly, exactly. And so that's one of the roadblocks I see again and again. And for me, it's a lot to do with self-perception. Like even though the world has changed, we have so many new opportunities. We have a lot more freedom than we had, you know, 30, 40, 50 years ago. Women can dress themselves much more freely, behave more freely. There's so much less judgment around how you, a woman should be yet so many women still perceive themselves as being chained and therefore act as if. So that's one roadblock. Another one is self-doubt and a lack of trust in themselves, really. Because the more we, again, that's where we're coming to, how do you solve these roadblocks or like heal them? It's like the more you look at them and really, really become conscious, the more uh, women to start to discover how gorgeous they are because really it's just been a block like you said so it's basically women changing their mindset and practicing things that confirm or that support that change in thought Exactly. And what I also like, what I notice is that group programs are almost like the most powerful way to change this because also receiving the feedback of a group and seeing I'm not alone in this, or there's another woman who didn't see her chain was off, you know, and she didn't run. It makes us feel so compassionate with ourselves because when we lack compassion for ourselves, it's so much harder to heal and move forward because yes, of course, you know, especially in the self-development world, we see that we could do better we see that we've got blocks very often but then what we do is we judge ourselves and judge ourselves and judge more and like why am i doing that why don't i know better and, and that harshly most of the time exactly uh, I, I can empathize and sympathize with that because i'm sometimes myself my own worst critic and and i'm too hard on myself but then i'm that way about everything that type of personality and that is something that i have been working on for a mindset change is to soften a little bit and take things a little less seriously and be able to have some leeway and some compassion there, like you said. Exactly. And like you said, not so much serious to have a little bit more fun with ourselves, <laughs> right? To laugh at ourselves. <laughs> for fun. Exactly. Yeah. When you're feeling doubtful or fearful, who supports you? I'd like to support you in having a happy and healthy body, mind, and spirit to sustain a meaningful life. I'm extending you an open invitation for a free subscription to the Charmed Life newsletter. Go to yourdayandbeyond.com today and hit subscribe to get exclusive Charmed Life resources every month. Every issue delivers easy to implement tips to help you achieve your life goals and supporting resources like healthy recipes, beauty tips, and so much more. Amira, how does body image impact women's sensuality? First of all, I would say every single one of us has some sort of a body image issue, right? I agree. Even, yeah. Even the ones we see every day on Instagram, we're like, they, you know, they made it. They've gotten their 
nope. their body together, like 0% body fat. Exactly. <laughs> and oftentimes the right they are most judgmental of all. You don't know how many times these pictures are photoshopped and, and you don't, you name it, you know, and in, in, in real life, they look so different and they still feel ashamed because now they are too skinny or so to put it very simple, to be honest, like body image impacts our way of being present with ourselves. Mm -hmm. And when I, you know, talked about sensuality before our senses, it's all about being present, being in the body. But when I have an issue with my body image, I'm in the mind. Correct. Correct. And the same goes on with our sexuality. So if I have sex with my partner, And I'm thinking about, oh, my goodness, my breasts are too, you know, not tight enough or whatever the issue is going. You are not present. So obviously. And that, is, and that impacts the experience when you're not present. It impacts how it feels to you. How you behave. Exactly. exactly. How you respond to your partner. I get it. I do. And, and it just made sense to me that disconnect when you're in your head, you cannot fully connect like you're supposed to on an intimate level if you're with your partner from a sexual standpoint. And if you're in your head, you can't connect with yourself from a sensual standpoint in order to know what, what things give you pleasure and which ones don't. Exactly. It's just as much with yourself as with your partner. Plus, when you are with someone else, you might, and it's quite probable, struggle to put boundaries in place. Because if women are in their head, if they struggle about, I'm not good enough, that, that's not good enough, oftentimes what happens is they let things do to them they wouldn't otherwise, because they're not there. Gotcha. And then they don't have the power to say, no, that doesn't feel good. Because there's another storyline going on then, well, I'm not perfect, but then, well, at least I should do this or be that. Right. And fulfill why, expectations. Why do you believe that women have issues accepting their body and because they have those issues, they don't put up boundaries? Why do you think they have that? Like, why do we have issues accepting our bodies? Oh, that's such a long story. I guess, I mean, the last 20, 30 years of uh, the digital rising, I think like we've completely lost track of being of an of a healthy way of relating to our body looking in the mirrors and just letting our bellies out and playing with life and being ourselves because we've just <laughs> been prone to be compared wherever we go as women ourselves and as men so i think like already teenagers going on the street being bullied or being you know like phrases being thrown at them at how they should look or like i remember I've been a very hairy woman even in my teens you know and I, I remember I was at school and at some point my belly would look out a little bit and I had some hairs on my belly and there was this this young guy he was like I think he was like a sixth grade or something he would tell me like you need to cut your hair from your belly yeah yeah and that's very hurtful to hear that first of all for him to even be paying that much attention exactly it, like it what is. what must his mother have taught him right. like how a woman should look like how she should right. have her nails how she should have shaved her her legs you know all of that stuff in in that age to think that way right some of those yeah. societal expectations i know for me when i started growing up when you start getting into puberty i started developing a real curvy figure and i was made to feel bad by a lot of women um, and, and it really, um, it really carried along with me even throughout adulthood because I'm very curvy. I'm a curvy girl. Um, even when I'm, you know, small in a small size, you know, maybe size five or something like that. Or if right. I'm in size 12 or 14, I'm still curvy. My curves right. are not going to go anywhere. That is just how I'm built. Yes. But Women would make me feel some type of way about myself where I felt unworthy because I did have a curvaceous body. Now, men, on the other hand, they objectified me. Yeah. So there was never a happy balance, a happy medium. I would cover up. 
And that was, you know, that was not enough for some women. They would have something to say, especially in the workplace. Of course, I didn't wear mini skirts in the workplace or revealing cleavage, but just because my body's going to fit a dress, like you and I can buy the same dress. My body's going to fit that dress totally different than your body will fit that dress. And I was made to feel ashamed and not appreciative of my figure. And it wasn't until I got into adulthood that I really realized hey, you know, I got body yaddy yaddy here. You know, I got it going on. Not to brag or anything like that. But for so many years, I was made to feel ashamed of how I look. So what common issues do you see in women as it relates to their body issue? Is it more shame or do they celebrate their bodies? Oh, definitely shame. Definitely shame. It is a shame that it is that way. Um, but it's I think there's a rising as there's more and more women, you know, really coming into a movement of sisterhood where it's not about me being better, being more beautiful or anything like that, but really celebrating the differences. Uh, but anyway, there's still there's such big wounds and yeah, I think some of them we've gotten from our ancestors, even from our mothers and their mothers. And it's like, like you said, I mean, the topic of being objectified, I think it's such an important topic to talk about as well. And for me, even further to have the discussion also with men, because I think it's something that's very ingrained in them that they may have gotten from, you know, many lineages before. And it's not even them trying to harm the woman or anything like that it's just how they've been taught and how their brain is kind of washed to say it that way so yeah that's that's something we definitely need to talk so much more about I'm glad you're bringing this I agree I agree totally that that conversation needs to be had with men as well or boys as well because I can remember growing up as a young lady and we were told keep your legs close sit a certain way behave this way behave that way but boys could be rude they could make Mm. rude comments about your body and said to them that's inappropriate and so I think that's why we have a lot of the me too movement now because boys were never taught that that's inappropriate and it surprises me when you have maybe a single parent a single mother who has boys and she's gone through certain things that she's been objectified or been made to feel ashamed but she didn't teach her boys you know to treat women better so those things always surprise me how do you how do you help or how can women feel more confident about their bodies I know you talked about your program and how you help women to focus in on their feminine energy and also their sensuality, but how can women feel more confident about their bodies? Just doing a couple of things a day or what would you suggest? My approach actually to this is, I guess, quite a different one than to usual body coaches, I'd say, because my approach really is to starting, starting with nurturing your connection within. In other words, also nurturing the connection to something bigger than you, nurturing the connection to God, if you want it, right? So before we even start to try to change or to feel more or do that, it's about having the conversation within like, who do you think you are? You know, like you've been given that body and everybody is perfect, but I think we cannot heal any body image issue we have unless we actually realize we're so much more. Right. So the person who has a low self-worth or is not willing to embrace their body, they always want to change it or do something to make it different, um, comparing it to someone else. Our yeah. body or what they're going to be what they're going to be. You can have surgery, you can augmentate certain things about your body, but there are women that I know who want a big ass. And they, they're, you know, because of all of the things that they see on videos and on social media. Well, I have a big butt. And sometimes I feel ashamed of my big butt because my pants don't come all the way up. I always get a gap in the back of my pants and and women are like, man, I wish I had your butt. And I'm like, no, you don't. (laughs) But you know that once they had that butt, they wish for something else or they realize it wasn't actually the problem. Exactly. So it's deeper. It's it's more of a mindset than it is your actual body. Yeah. Yeah. 
how do you help women embrace sensuality? It's a little bit coming back to what we talked in initially. It's really about asking yourself these questions. Like, what do you need to feel really good in your body? Like, what can you incorporate into your day? How can you wake up in the morning not thinking about your job and your to-do list and, you know, the food for the children? And I don't know what might be on your plate, like, as a uh, woman, like, how can you start honoring putting your hand on your heart and saying like what does my body need because like even though it's that paradox even though we're so much more than the body like the experience we have here on this planet is through the body so if we don't honor it like i think sensuality is for me it's like it's like what god made us for right i love that. Yeah. I love what you said about being able to just get still and ask your body, what do you need? How do yeah. you feel? I love that because we, you know, we jump up, most of us, when the alarm clock goes off and we're out the door or we're racing. We're checking our emails. We're going on yes. social media before we Everything. even take the first breath. <laughs> Everything but connecting to self. Yeah. The thing that we need to do the most. Exactly. I love that. I love it, Amira. I've put together a great challenge with some impactful content to help bring balance and peace back into your marriage. Having a happy and healthy marriage is not something that just happens for couples. It requires work to create a healthy balance in your marriage that supports happiness. Join me from June the 18th to June the 20th for my Happy Marriage three-day challenge where I will help you get clear on exactly what is triggering the fights in your marriage and give you three techniques you need to end the fighting once and for all. Go to yourdayandbeyond.com to sign up for the challenge. If you're serious about having a better marriage, and doing the work required to bring about change. Amira, is sensuality about sex or is it more about connecting to self? Second one. Can you elaborate a little bit about that? How can we get more in touch with ourselves? We talked about um, being able to listen to ourselves first thing in the morning. Um, are there other things that we can do throughout the day? And are there warning signs that our body gives us to say, hey, connect with me? For sure, for sure. Like these are some very, very, very good and interesting questions. Let me let me put something in between that though. There is I think what's really interesting is like the notion that people, when we talk about sensuality, think about sexuality, right? And that also women oftentimes want to be more sensual beings because they want to improve their sexuality or they want to attract a partner. Like, but what makes a man more attracted to a woman than a woman who's fully in her body? A woman who lives her sensuality without him. That's seductive. You know, that's what really gets the men want you. Like, that's a really, really, really important point. And so I'm not sure if I remember your first question, but the second question of the, the signs of when you know you need to connect more to the body are mm -hmm. definitely when you're ungrounded. Like, let's say you're dropping your your water, you're, you're falling over a stone, you, you, you know, several times a day, things happen to you that just, you know, are no fun or shouldn't happen where you're very clumsy. Mm -hmm. That's a sign of you being very ungrounded. And that's a sign of you needing to use your senses because our senses ground us. That's a sign for you smelling the grass. That's a call for you going out into the lawn, hugging a tree. I mean, it can be so different to everyone. I loved your sharing of how quickly you shared with me what actually you like, what kind of smells and your energy changed, you know? So for women to just to ask themselves these questions brings them alive. I think for a lot of women, though, we have been taught to give, give, give and not receive ourselves, even though our bodies are built as receivers. But yes. we've been taught to give other people pleasure and to make sure they're OK, to care about them. And we pretty much been taught subconsciously to neglect ourselves that right. we give everything we have to others and it's okay if I'm not okay but as long as everyone around me is okay 
it's all good. And that's not true. Can women, and I think you touched on this. So women can, we know that women can live a sensual life without a partner. Can you talk about how, how they can do those things for those women who haven't gotten in contact with their sensual side? How can they live a sensual life without a partner? Well, I'm not promoting you need to be without a partner, just to be clear. I think everyone deserves it. (laughs) It's better with two. (laughs) Yes, it definitely is. And then it is a very broad spectrum. It depends on where you are in your journey. If you want to discover more of how you can be very intimate with yourself, you might want to start some sort of a self-pleasuring exercise and be really gentle with that because I know a lot of women also have issues to even go there. But if you have the call to do so, there's very gentle ways to start it. There's beautiful support on the internet. There's like body coaches like me who can support you on that journey Mm -hmm. but then again if that is not your path at all and you just really want to start um, embracing your body more it's broad you can wear different fabrics that make you feel good in your skin you can you know just like we said before just whatever if you use your five senses whatever makes you feel good, that's your journey towards more sensuality. And you will shift, give yourself a few weeks and you will see people will tell you, you have a different energy and you will feel different. Mm-hmm. And certain colors can make you feel a different energy. So yes. when you're working with women who are married, does their spouse make transformation more or less challenging for them? If it's a woman who has not been comfortable in her body, has not been comfortable with her sensuality, or doesn't even know what brings her pleasure. Does being married and having a spouse, does the spouse make the transformation more or less challenging? And I guess you really couldn't answer that thoroughly without knowing what kind of relationship they have. Exactly. It's a both end. I've seen both. Yeah. 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 Can you give us an example of some of the things that you've seen that have made it challenging and some of the things that you've seen that have made it less challenging in marriages? I would say generally said, if they're like, just like you, like you started saying, it's like, if the relationship is good, he'll come along, he'll be curious, he'll be, he might be, you know, wondering what's going on with her, because he knows you're a certain type, but you can give him a little time, give him a few months, half a year, and he'll come along. But if the relationship isn't good already, the gap will just become bigger. It's going to yeah. become more obvious. And then the question will be, what kind of conversation do I need to have? What, what, what really, you know, what can we do to save the marriage? Or is this actually still, does it still have a foundation? So in any way, because the work I do, it's all about truth. It's, you know, like loving your body is about honoring your truth, honoring who you are just as much. And so topics come up. So if someone is in a bad relationship and thinks uh, just working on your body image is going to save it, that's not the recipe for sure. Exactly. That how can women balance sensuality with other responsibilities of being a wife and a mother? Because we talked about being put in a box. You're a mother, you're a wife. How can they balance that? Because I know a lot of women probably feel like, well, I'm a mom, I can't be sensual or, you know, I'm a wife, you know, I can't be a sensual woman or, you know, out in public, I can only be that behind closed doors. How can they find that balance and be able to experience pleasure, whether they're inside the home or outside the home? First of all, you always have, (laughs) I almost want to say like, you always have your toilet time. <laughs> so just there you can touch your body, give yourself a you know a hand shower and just feel yourself breathe deeper, roll your shoulders. Exactly. Yeah. Breathe. Smell the perfume you like, have it in your pocket, have those little reminders with you because there's always gonna be 30 seconds something. Have your hand green, you know. I used to use that a lot. And also some of the women I work with, they just depending Mm -hmm. on how old the children are, you know, to really say that this is mom's time unless the house is on fire, out. (laughs) (laughs) And we need our time. Exactly. 
not just moms, but everyone needs that time. Yeah. I know what it feels like to be in an unhappy and unhealthy marriage. I suffered 10 years in an unhappy marriage, which is why I don't want you or any other woman to endure the heartache that nearly destroyed me. I'm committed to openly sharing my experiences and life lessons to help you change the dynamics of your relationship. And I'm here to fully support you with the resources and tools you need to have a beautiful life and happy marriage. The wait is over. Register today for my new program, Fight Less, Screw More. You can register at yourdayandbeyond.com. This program is not just another e-course that will take you hours to complete before you gain the relief you desire in your marriage. This program will help you quickly identify why you're fighting and what triggers your fighting. You will learn the communication strategies that work best for your marriage so that you can stop fighting once and for all. You'll learn how to disempower those triggers that are hijacking your emotions and keep you in a vicious cycle of fighting. You'll learn easy to apply techniques that will help you create a more loving and supportive environment in your marriage. This program is full of practical exercises that will transform your love story immediately so that you come out on the other side more in love, more passionate and happier in your marriage. When you commit to doing the work, you will transform your relationship into a healthier and happier marriage quickly. Go to yourdayandbeyond.com today and register now because you can't afford to keep having the same argument in your marriage with no resolution in sight. Amira, what parting words of wisdom would you like to leave with our listeners today as it relates to feminine energy and sensuality? No matter what size, what age, what what his, you know, you are and what history you have, there is so much more out there for you. If you think you've already had the highest of high, you've only just started. Like I see that again and again. There's so much potential for women to expand and receive pleasure and be erotic, be free, be be happy, healthy, and, and fulfilled in their body. And I just want every woman, no matter where she's at in her journey, to not give up. And to keep striving for that. I love that. Exactly. Do not give up. Keep um, tapping into that feminine energy as well as the masculine, finding that balance and not to be put in a box. We're not one specific thing. We're multifaceted individuals and beings and we don't have to be just a mom or just a wife. We can be a full on feminine, sensual being, knowing what things we like, knowing what pleasures we enjoy helps you to be a better person. I think if you know things about yourself, phrasing them, saying it, and also putting the boundaries around what's not okay for you. That's such a crucial part of the journey. I think once you get to that point where you know what you like, then it's easier for you to put those boundaries in place. Exactly. I see that a lot through my program. When women start realizing their worth, they are able to start putting up boundaries, even if saying no to something that they always said yes to. And it's like we're talking about with sensuality and sexuality, being more sensual, knowing what pleases you. If it pleases you to wear a low cut dress and and you feel sensual and you want to do that, no one should shame you into not not doing what pleases you unless it's hurting someone. But what is wearing a low cut dress that shows a little cleavage? Who is that hurting? Exactly. And, you know, and I can hear right now, I can hear some women saying, well, she's showing too much body and that, you know, that distracts men. If men get distracted by that, then then we need to start having the conversation with men about having more self-control. I agree. I agree. 100%. (laughs) Beautiful. 
Are you fighting more and screwing less in your marriage? Do you know why you keep fighting and having the same argument? I have finally completed the Fight Less, Screw More Happy Marriage Program, and I'm very proud of this program because it's so impactful and transforming. The love story of women who have found themselves in a marriage that is unhappy and unhealthy. The Fight Less, Screw More Happy Marriage Program helps you quickly identify why you're fighting and what triggers your fights. You'll learn how to communicate on a more practical level without all the confusing emotions. You'll learn techniques to create a more loving and supportive environment in your marriage that meets your basic needs and the needs of your marriage. You don't have to continue suffering in your marriage, not knowing from one day to the next if you're going to stay or leave. I know how you feel and I remember all too well not being able to eat sleep or think most days because my marriage was in trouble. This doesn't have to be your story. Let me support you on a transformational journey to a happier and healthier marriage. Register now at yourdayandbeyond.com. If you're ready to get to the other side where you have a happier and healthier marriage with more passion and love, I'm ready to support you. Don't forget to turn on your notification settings for the podcast so you don't miss the new episodes. Join me here on Wednesdays for some impactful and thought-provoking insight on topics about dating, and relationships and everything in between. Hit the subscribe button now so you won't miss a single episode and please leave a review. I'd love to hear from you and please connect with Amira on the sites that she gave us. She'd love to hear from you. Amira, I'd like to thank you so much for being our special guest today. You have shed a lot of light on some topics about feminine energy and sensuality, especially how women can begin to embrace both with or without a partner, because that's not some women's belief. Women are shattering old beliefs daily, particularly as it relates to women as receivers and passive participants in sexual and sensual experiences. Today, Amira has shed even more light on the topic of feminine energy and how women can tap into that energy to be more authentic in their relationships and in every aspect of their lives. We appreciate your pearls of wisdom, Amira, and I wish you so much success in your upcoming projects and every program that you have going on. Can you remind the listeners one more time how they can connect with you? Beautiful. Thank you. I was just going to say there's one more way if people just want to get an inquiry call with me, they can go to calendly.com slash soul inspired woman slash soul dash inspired dash woman dash session that's a long one but if you don't find it go to instagram slash amira joy link and you just can shoot me a message and i'll reply to you as quick as i can awesome well we thank you so much for being here and don't forget guys to register now for my new program fight less screw more at yourdayandbeyond.com this program is not just another e-course that will take you hours to complete before you gain the relief you desire in your marriage. If you gain any at all, this program is designed to help you quickly identify why you're fighting and what triggers your fighting. You will learn communication strategies that work best for your marriage so that you can stop fighting once and for all. You'll learn how to disempower those triggers that are hijacking your emotions and keep you in a vicious cycle of fighting. Go to yourdayandbeyond.com today and register now because you can't afford to keep having the same argument in your marriage with no resolution in sight. I want to thank you for listening to today's episode and I encourage you to share this episode with your family and friends. I'd love to hear your thoughts on today's episode. So go to yourdayandbeyond.com or yourdayandbeyond on Instagram and let's talk about it.